0: Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ
1: and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events.
2: I'm Sasha Ann Simons and this is Reset. The Chicago area is a bit of a winter wonderland. Or a nightmare, depending on who you ask. A good chunk of Chicago land had around a foot of snow dumped on them over the past 24 hours, and the roads—well, let's just say hazardous—doesn't even begin to tell the story. So, joining us now to talk about the storm is Scott Collis, atmospheric scientist with the Argonne National Laboratory. Scott, welcome back to Reset.
3: Pleasure to be back.
2: Scott, a foot of snow in this cold—what happened?
3: Oh, boy. (laughs) And more more than a foot in some places as well. Uh, Midway got 17.7 inches. So Midway has actually already had more snow than it usually has all season normally gets 40 uh, 37 inches of snow and it's well past 40 so well wow you know, no it's no news to anybody it's been cold and that cold really has lingered in place thanks to a global weather systems steering all these small storms over where we are plus add to that being in a la nina year has really injected that pacific moisture across the midwest but the real story behind last night was Lake Michigan, which is running 44 degrees uh, temperature, which is much warmer than normal. And when the winds turned uh, out of the northeast, blowing all that moisture into Chicago, we got a a really spectacular, great from a meteorological point of view. Mm -hmm. I geeked out a lot on it, but not so great if you're trying to get out and around in Chicago. Amazing Lake snow event.
2: So you told us about Midway, but what are the snowfall totals across the region?
3: So it really is a huge gradient from lakeside into the suburbs. Uh, you know, downtown Chicago, around there, you're getting anywhere from 14 to, you know, uh, I've heard some anecdotal reports from my colleagues downtown to, you know, well over uh, or getting very close to 20 inches. But as soon as you get about 10 miles from the lakefront, it, it tapers off to more like 10 to down around five inches once you get towards, you know, Western DuPage County.
2: So you you mentioned the lake, but who else has been hit really hard today?
3: So northwest Indiana and anywhere around that lake fringe. Um, and But the real problem is uh, you, um, in your intro you're talking about, was really transportation in the roads because the other really noteworthy thing about this snow event was it's really cold. Uh, it was um, in the single digits overnight. And when you get that cold, a lot of the treatments that we use on the roads, They just don't work as well. So you end up getting this icing on the road and it becomes very difficult to clear.
2: Well, let's hear from a caller. We've got Wendy on the line in Northbrook. Hey, Wendy, how's it looking in your neighborhood?
0: Well, it's pretty cold, I got to tell you.
2: Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, it's really frigid out there. My toes felt like icicles, even in my boots and even in my gloves. My hands needed uh, some help. So I literally made a stop in the midst of doing my errands this morning and i ran over to the uh dicks and i picked up some
2: hand warmers for a oh walk. wow and, yeah two in a pack and i had to throw them in my boots my feet
0: felt like icicles
2: so my producers are telling me wendy you've been out since eight thirty this morning is that right
0: yeah because costco opens at 9 a.m by us and i just wanted to uh Get in there and get out, and not have a crowd.
2: Oh boy! Well, well, you you succeeded. <laughs> you, you you definitely got a head start. Thanks for calling us, Wendy. Stay warm, please. Scott, how does this snowfall
3: compare
2: to recent years?
3: So snowfalls of this magnitude, they're fairly rare. Um, and you know, we've already had one large snowfall that produced over a foot at O'Hare, and this one produced over a foot by the lakeside. We normally get those foot-deep snow falls about once every three years. So if you think it's been snowing a lot, you're right, it has. This is abnormally snowy, and not only abnormally snowy, it's an abnormal number of these large events.
2: And how has this year been so far for our winter? Has it been particularly (laughs) cold? If you ask me, I would say so, but I know you've said in the past that this is much milder than it usually is.
3: Oh, it's a tale of two winters. So (laughs) you look back to January, uh, we were running uh, 5.4 degrees above average. The average temperature for January in Chicago was 29.2 degrees. Now, get this, February, which is normally a little bit warmer than January, our average temperature has been 12.8, which is 12.9 degrees below normal For the month of February, now the record coldest February ran around about 14 degrees Fahrenheit at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. So, in the very, very unlikely event uh, that we stay this cold, it would be record breaking. But you know, um, the one nice thing about having record breaking cold is, statistically speaking, it'll probably get warmer.
2: Okay. Well, well, I'll hold you to that because you know the (laughs) thing that really stands out to me, Scott, from my memory, I've always associated snowy days with being the days that weren't so cold, right? And when it was really cold, when we had that really chilly wind chill, you know, those were often the days that didn't snow. What gives here?
3: And you're exactly right. Your, recoll- your recollection is, is scientifically accurate because warmer air holds more moisture. And the, the physics of the, the, the creation of snowflakes, Works best, you know, around minus uh, 10 degrees Celsius, which is, you know, around about 20 degrees Fahrenheit. You have to forgive me. I'm bilingual when it comes to my temperatures. <laughs> yes. um, so what's really been happening now is, is two factors at play. One, as we talked about before, just this uh, La Nina is just bringing so much moisture to the Chicago area. But two, if you've noticed the snowfall we've had, not so much the one last night but the ones before, it's been this beautiful Puffy snow, this what we call very low liquid water content snow. So if you took the snow and you know basically melted it down to rain, you know normal snow you get about a ten to one ratio. One inch of rainfall equals ten inches of snowfall. This has been much closer to twenty to one. So these deep snows have actually been very very light and fluffy. But that and the coupling of the the moisture in this this quite remarkable London year.
2: Well, you mentioned how it's light and fluffy, I have to say it looks beautiful in the photos you tweeted at me this morning, Scott. I got to bring this up because you were trolling me a little bit on Twitter as I complained <laughs> about shoveling and all, you know, all the work I had to do. And I was out of breath at 6am and you tweet back, what, tell the people what you tweeted me. You said sunny in
3: the suburbs. Beautiful and sunny in the suburbs. I mean, I, this is a little bit of privilege here. We, we are very lucky to have um, your nice sidewalks. I love to get out and shovel at least half the block around here we have like two of us who take turns to go around the block because we live right near a school but you know the the nice thing about when you get these storm systems that come through they tend to bring the moisture up with them that when they exit the region they pull the colder air back down and it tends to get a lot drier so you always have you know talk about the calm before the storm i love the sun after the storm
2: yes uh let's throw to the phones here dan is waiting dan is calling from juliet hey dan how's it looking
0: Oh, boy. We got about a foot of snow. I've been shoveling since 3.30 this morning. My mother says she loves it. I asked her, am i adopted? Because I do not like this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Because
2: you're wondering, how in the world are we so far apart in our opinions on on this thing? So she's loving it, but is she inside loving it?
0: Of course. That's why she gets the opinion, but No matter how much snow falls, I mean, really, there's nothing we can do about it. I can do about it. So my model is real simple. Bring it on. We got another system coming, what, Thursday? So the more, the merrier. Let's get it over with.
2: Well, Dan, how are the roads looking for you right now? I know you've been out there for hours.
0: Well, I'm right next to I-55, and it was atrocious. I tried to make a run early this morning and you only could go like five miles per hour. At my house, the snow hills are taller than me, so it's been a rough go for everybody, but uh, we just keep chugging along and trying to put a smile on our face.
2: Well, keep chugging along, Dan. Thank you so much for calling us, and, and drive safe.
0: Oh, I intend to.
2: Now this is a good time, Scott, to bring in another voice to the conversation. Traffic reporter Bart Shore. Bart, welcome back.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
2: Now, Bart, you heard Dan give us his take of what he's seeing out there on the roads. Give us an update on on what you're seeing in terms of the effect of the storm on
1: commuters. Well, it's been pretty tough. A lot of people just stayed in this morning because they couldn't get to their car to even drive anywhere. So in the city of Chicago, for example, I know it's not as bad in some of the suburbs, it's just indicated there. But uh, in the city, I haven't seen it this bad in 10 years, quite honestly. You cannot walk your dog down the sidewalk. Impossible. You cannot walk down the sidewalk. And what people were doing was they were walking in the streets instead of on the sidewalk because none of them had been shoveled early on. And that's a pretty dangerous situation.
2: So how's public transit doing?
1: Public transportation has been terrible, too. In fact, we had uh, delays on most of the CTA lines this morning. And speaking of that, right now, at this very moment, uh, there is still a problem with purple and yellow line trains. They're not operating at all because of a switching problem at the Howard Terminal. So they have a bus shuttle in place. That's for purple and yellow line trains. Metra even had delays today for some of their trains because they had... uh, Workers that couldn't get to work, so the trains didn't run. Wow. So that's kind of day we were looking at early on. Now, as things have gotten a little bit better on the roadways, what's happening? More people are getting out and about. And what's happening? Ramps and bridges, still pretty icy. We're having accidents all over the place. In fact, more right now than we had three hours ago. Uh, And it's hard with dogs as well, too. I mean, everybody's having a tough time with that, especially closer to the lake. I've heard from snowfall totals at my house. We, I live on the northwest side, and we've had well over a foot of snow. It, it's humongous, unbelievable.
2: Bart, you've been doing traffic reporting for so long, like decades. Is there anything <laughs> new that you're seeing in this abnormal storm?
1: Well, uh, a lot of people just couldn't get on the roads today. So I would say this is one of the worst storms we've seen in the last 10 years. So we've had pretty mild winters, last several, but people aren't used to this kind of snowfall coming so rapidly. And uh, the ones that have been out and about have seen horrific travel times. It was pretty bad yesterday. I I think people were, you know, anticipating, well, I better go to the store, better go do this and that. It was President's Day, and there were a lot of people that just didn't have to go to work anywhere. But in the afternoon, I was seeing almost two-hour travel times on some of our expressways, wow. which is really unheard of, um, especially during the pandemic. It was pretty bad.
2: Well, let's hear from Alexis. She's been waiting on the line from Logan Square. Hi, Alexis. How's it looking out there?
1: Pretty gruesome. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, the Logan Square area is kind of okay. Um, I just dropped my boyfriend and my roommate downtown. They work at Cheesecake Factory, and I took them into work today. And it took three of us to dig my car out, and I got home kind of late last night, so even still, I had, like, two feet of snow on my car. It was just so crazy to see the accumulation of snow in each neighborhood.
2: Wow, and so your, was the snow already cleared before you all headed out to, to drop them off to no. work?
1: diversity was cleared, but my car was completely buried, so... Oh boy! I think you're my neighbor, Alexis, because uh, I live in Logan Square, too, and <laughs> no. it's not so great around here, really. And she's yeah. right about the snow amount. It's huge here, just gigantic.
2: Well, Bart, what tips do you have for, for those who do have to get out this morning, like Alexis? I mean, I had to get out this morning as well. I mean, it's all documented for you to read on Twitter. I'm at Sasha and Simons, but it, it was quite the adventure, and I ended up in an Uber in the end of the story. So what tips do you have?
1: you have to shovel to get to your car. If you try to get out of any of these alleys, it's almost impossible, at least in Logan Square. And um, you have to allow plenty of extra time for commuting. That's that's the main thing. Allow extra time, give plenty of space, allow for braking, and don't go too fast because if you're going too fast for conditions and you have to apply the brakes, you're going to spin out or possibly crash. So that's uh, yeah. you know the best advice I could give. By the way, the Kennedy Express Lanes, they never even opened up this morning. They've been closed all morning long. And IDOT was saying, well, we're not going to open them because we're too busy plowing other roads. So yeah. that, that's also created uh, lengthy delays coming into downtown for those that, like Alexis, just went downtown. I'm sure she saw that.
2: Yeah. Well, let's hear from Margaret now. She's calling from Glenview. Hi, Margaret. How's it looking out there?
1: Hi. It's beauteous. Is it? I'm <laughs> Because I, I want to do
2: a shout-out to the wonderful Nigerian ladies, healthcare care workers, who were plugging through the unplowed driveway to get to my neighbor's house. Um, she's in her 90s and needs health care. Um, it doesn't really look like Nigeria out there, but they, they were determined to get to that needy woman. So they're great people. Yes, healthcare workers are, are wonderful people. Thanks for sharing that story, Margaret. Um, Bart, tell us the outlook for for when we can expect better conditions on the roads.
1: I would say tomorrow. It's going to take all day to get all the snow cleared away, and then the next system will be coming along, and we'll do it all over again. But hopefully not quite as severe as what we just saw over the last twenty four hours.
2: Before we let you go, Bart, I want to hear from Matt from Andersonville. Hi, Matt. How's it looking?
1: Hey.
0: Oh, you know, it's just great out here on the roads. I'm actually driving on Damon right now to Costco. I wanted to know why the city does not do alternate side parking during snow emergencies. You know, we've got all these restrictions. You know, you can't park on this street. You can't park on that street. But for these neighborhoods, it would make sense to just ban parking on the north side of the street for, you know, a day while they plow and then ban it on the south side of the street
1: or you know, flip back and forth. Has, the problem with that have, is there's nowhere to put those it. cars.
2: What do you say there, Bart? Well, Thanks for your question, it. Matt.
1: There's nowhere to put the cars. So if they say, well, we're just going to, you know, clear the uh, left side of the street today and then tomorrow we'll do the right side, the people on the left side have no place to put their cars. Yeah, we there's have just no place to put them.
2: Lots of cars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is traffic reporter Bart Shore. Bart, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Still with us is Scott Collis, atmospheric scientist with the Argonne National Laboratory. Now, Scott, how well do the sorts of, of treatments that we typically give to the roads, like road salts, fare in this type of weather?
3: It depends on the treatment that's used, the uh, Normal rock salt's only good down to uh, you know a couple of degrees uh, below freezing. You know, down to in the low 20s, but then you know there are special additives that can be added that can make them more effective to a lower temperature. But the problem is then you just have to use more of them. And I don't know if anybody has had the same experience I have when you're shoveling um, the uh, roadway next to a ma- the sidewalk next to a major roadway. It gets a lot harder because it also makes the snow. A lot thicker as well. But the nice thing is once you know we get past that layer of snow and the sun can start to hit that tarmac is when it can really start to become effective. But I just wanted to add something as well. We've got to get some good news out of this as well. Oh. Um I was actually talking to WBEZ's own Jesse Dukes from Curious City, and he raised an excellent point for all your listeners, which is this cold, snowy winter is gonna be great for one thing. And that is, you know, we can expect to see a reduction in pests like ticks and mosquitoes coming this summer because we've actually had a proper cold season this year.
2: Ah, well, you know what? That is music to my ears because I cannot stand mosquitoes in the (laughs) summer. So that is good to know for my first summer in Chicago. Tell us a bit more about other surrounding areas in the Midwest, Scott, that, that got hit.
3: Well, the, actually, the real news story is, is not the Midwest, but even further south of us. So, you know, Midwesterners, we're used to cold. We're used to um, freezing, sub-freezing and frigid conditions. I've learned whole new words for cold I never thought existed before. <laughs> but the problem is this same weather system that uh, turned our winds out of the north. It, it actually connected, basically connected uh, Houston with Hudson Bay. So Houston's actually experienced that same kind of weather we are that's brought to us from uh, far northern Canada. And so places like Oklahoma and Houston are seeing record cold temperatures. And the real problem with that is that folks are using so much gas for heating their homes, so much natural gas, it's causing power issues. So not only do you have a whole bunch of Southerners who aren't used to the same cold that we're used to, might not own the same kind of jackets we've got, uh, same kind of snow boots we've got. But they're also losing their heating, so this this is what we call a climate disruption here—the sudden change in what normal weather is—and it's affecting just such a massive part of the continental United States.
2: Yeah, I, I know some folks in Austin had uh, you know power outages for hours, um, and also just you know the roads just they they just don't have the capacity to clear yep. the roads the way that we do. I think we have a young caller on the line. Hugo is with us from Logan Square. Hi, Hugo. Tell us what it looks like outside.
0: It's a bunch of snow. It's the most, it's the most snow I've ever seen in my life.
2: Oh, wow. And, and how, how long has this life been for you, Hugo? How old are you?
0: I'm seven.
2: You're seven. Wow. So, yeah, so you haven't seen this much snow. So what what do you plan on doing today? Are you going to go out and play in it, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah? Uh
0: Great. I'm doing remote school, remote learning. Okay. And if if I was doing in-person learning, I would probably be having a snow day right now.
2: <laughs> right. Sounds like fun. Well, Hugo, you stay warm and get to class. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again next okay. time. Thanks for calling. Okay. And Dave is with us as well. Hi, Dave
0: hi dave here from uptown um hey i was just giving you a call what a great caller that last one is i remember right. when i was a kid uh blizzard of 79 building forts and tunnels through those snow drifts but what i wanted to comment on is as your expert uh, was was uh saying about the snow being really light and fluffy right now so even if you're not moving your car for a few days now is the time to get out and shovel because mm-hmm. it's really light And once tomorrow or the next day, once that freezes, it's going to get really heavy and uh, much more difficult to shovel.
2: Yeah, great tip. Thank you so much for that, Dave. And and I'm taking notes as well. Appreciate your call. Stay warm. So, Scott, I got to ask you this before I let you go. When is this snowstorm going to end? Do you have any sense of how the next few weeks might look weather-wise?
3: We do, but first of all, I want to join Hugo and lament the death of the snow day due to COVID-19. I have a 16-year-old child and they have exactly the same problem there. But, you know, when we talked last, you know, we I said, you know, we have basically like a seven-day predictability window. You know, we're trying to improve that, you know, using the science at Argonne National Lab and the Department of Energy. Uh, but the good news is within that seven-day window, we, we can see a warming up. Coming. There's a storm system that uh, weather simulations from NOAA is tracking that is going to lift up out of the uh, Rockies and pass near our area. It's going to turn winds back to uh, the south. Instead of linking us with Alaska, it's going to link us with the Gulf of Mexico. So we could actually see, believe it or not, I don't want to shock everyone, temperatures above freezing by uh, the weekend. However, you know. There's a lot of snow on the ground, so there's a lot of potential for cooling that air as it lifts up to our area. So we'll keep okay. an eye on that. We'll know there'll be a warm-up, but we still don't know quite how much.
2: That's Scott Collis, atmospheric scientist from the Argonne National Laboratory, giving us the latest on the winter storm. Thanks, as always, Scott. Stay warm.
3: My pleasure, Sasha. You too. Stay well.
2: And that's today's Reset. From the pandemic to politics, business to the arts, it's all right here for you at Reset. Make sure you're subscribed and take just a few seconds to give us a rating and review. It really helps other people find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and we'll meet again tomorrow.